So we're about to walk through the King's Domain and we're going to be passing quite a number of bronze monuments as we go. What we're going to do is consider some words from Tony Birch, who wrote a great piece in the August Overland magazine. He writes, um, King's Domain is clogged with imperial monuments, statues of civic leaders, celebratory plaques and war commemorations, offering a sanitised, largely fictional history of colonial occupation. And then he's talking about, um, specifically in this article, about uh, during the Commonwealth Games, there was a huge Aboriginal protest called Camp Sovereignty, which was trying to highlight uh, the, the fact that Indigenous people still um, don't have treaty and, uh, you know, many of their people are incarcerated in jails and, like, all kinds of, like, Indigenous injustices. He says Camp Sovereignty, which coincided with the 2006 Melbourne Commonwealth Games, defaced this sacred colonial site and the self-referential monuments it houses. Black GST's presence, the sudden visibility of Indigenous people, destabilised the narratives memorialised within the domain. So they actually set up a camp in King's Domain, like an, un like an unsanctioned camp, and that created a lot of tension with the, um, with the city of Melbourne. I've been considering, thinking about these monuments, it's interesting to see that most of them were paid uh, in, in part or full by public subscription. So that's when the public actually chips in. It's a bit like the old-fashioned version of crowdsourcing or crowdfunding. And it raises questions about our cultural values and how they change over time. And I suppose the question really has to be asked about how does the public now express the new values? Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting thinking about camp sovereignty because what they were trying to say, is, um, particularly like uh, Tony Birch talks about this flame, they, they had a campfire that was a sacred flame and that became in tension with the Shrine of Remembrance flame. And there was lots of people in, like, say, the Herald Sun and conservative news media that were saying this, this fire needs to be extinguished and this rabble need to go. But um, people like Robbie Thorpe, who are legendary um, Aboriginal activists, were saying, you know, what our fire is just as sacred as your fire, if not more, because we you know, our sovereignty has never been ceded, this is our land. I'm, I'm interested in these moments of where this, this kind of, like, two, two things become in tension with each other, like what, what the state says you're supposed to revere and what, what other people are trying to kind of highlight. Um, and, I mean, it's kind of particularly relevant too because at the moment we see the Captain Cook statues around Australia Day might get graffitied with, like, no pride in genocide and those sorts of things. And then, you know, you get Scott Morrison um, then in response saying, one, we have to put all the Captain Cook statues on the heritage list, which means that then people will have a seven-year jail term if they're caught vandalising it. Luckily, that didn't go ahead because the heritage reports that actually we've got too many Captain Cook monuments and we should commission more um, monuments to Indigenous uh, histories. Uh, but, however, then Scott Morrison put, like, millions of dollars towards a giant Captain Cook statue, which will be revealed in the next few years in Sydney. Uh, so, yeah, it's wild, right? So these, these conversations about what should be historicised and what shouldn't be. I'm really interested in how the public, you know, produce these new values over these older values that we have kind of peppered all, all the way through our city. So vandalism is maybe one way, but I'm not endorsing that.